Hello, welcome to Woman to Woman. Thank you so much for joining us this week. And today we have our guest that's with us today is Trina Hankins. Trina and her husband, Mark, travel the world preaching the Word of God. Trina is the author of God's Healing Word, which includes her testimony of being healed of asthma and a brain tumor, as well as practical instruction on how to receive healing. You can find out more about Trina online at markhankins.org. But right now, please welcome Pastor Trina Hankins to Women to Woman. Hi. Hello, hello, hello. It's good to be with you. I'm very honored to be with you. And I'm just to get to uh, discuss the word of God and see your face one more time. Praise God. It's good to see you. And I've been looking forward to this. And uh, it's just been a pleasure um, hosting Woman to Woman and just having great women of God that will join me and speak to the woman and speak wisdom into the hearts of, of women everywhere. Um, so we just wanted to, um, to go ahead and get right into this. Um, so let's have our first question. As a mother and a grandmother, what can I do to help end strife, bitterness, and unforgiveness within our family? Well, I'm, I'm going to let Trina answer this one. Um, but I do want to say is that, uh, that you need to search the scriptures and make out a confession that you confess over your children, over the family, um, and just continue to pray for them. Because, um, you know, there's only, much, only so much control you will have in that situation. And that will be the words of your mouth and your prayers. You're uh, praying in the spirit for them. Because they, everybody, every person has a decision that God, um, um, that God, a God-given right to decide what they want and how they want to be involved. And um, so you, you're going to have to start speaking it and confessing the word over it and, and to help them to learn how to deal with each other. Um, and and letting, people, letting them know, you don't need to know, you don't have to agree every time, all the time, but you do know how to express how to, you do have to know how to express your agree, disagreement in a loving fashion. And love, uh, love does not include strife. Uh, Trina? Yes, that's a, a really good question because I know in families, there's always the opportunity and mm -hmm. uh, things come up for, uh, you know, disagreement and misunderstandings and mm -hmm. miscommunication and all of that uh, within families because everybody's different. Everybody has their opinions and they bring that into the, the family. But um, as a Christian family, that makes everything uh, different. Mm -hmm. That helps. Yes. And as a woman and a wife, as a mother, we can, uh, like we can say what, how, hot it is in the room, or we can adjust the temperature, yes. you know, be the thermostat that can can regulate things. And I believe, like you said, our personal prayer life and being filled with the Holy Spirit and, mm -hmm. and, and renewed in our minds with what the Word of God says, that's the, that's the standard we want to meet. And so I don't, I don't do anything without going to the word mm -hmm. and say, what does the Bible say about this situation? 
And then, like you said, get the scriptures out, write them down. Uh, and sometimes we have to take authority uh, in prayer over strife yes. and confusion. And then sometimes uh, deal with our own emotions. Yes. Sometimes we get caught up in the situation. Boy, we can sparks can fly quickly. And so we have to deal with our own emotions and and that is all involved involving prayer mm -hmm. and humbling ourselves and looking to the Lord and asking for wisdom. And he always gives it. Yes. And again, like you said, using the word because a wise woman will build her house. Of course, mm -hmm. we know it's on hearing and doing the word of God. Foolish woman will tear her house apart. So yes. we can be become part of this the problem, or we can help to build uh, our family, our children, our grandchildren on the yeah. Word of God. Uh, and so prayer based upon the Word of God, and uh, God is love. He is the yes. father of our family. So walking in the love of God and uh, using the Word of God. I love the blood of Jesus because... My husband says the blood of Jesus is the liquid love of God. Mm -hmm. And the blood contains such power to uh, abort at the attempt of the enemy to deceive. Mm -hmm. The blood of Jesus has such power to stop strife and release forgiveness um, and bring you to the very presence of God where you can hear the Holy Spirit. And what he has to say about mm -hmm. the situation. Maybe there's a word of knowledge or something, you know, as you pray, you can hit it where it needs to be hit. Every situation's different and people are different. But um, prayer, uh, walking in the love of God, which is, mm -hmm. of course, 1 Corinthians 13 and many other scriptures, um, that, that is a foundation. And I, I believe that as a woman, as a wife, a mother, grandmother, yeah, we are in a very controlling situation, uh, position. Yeah, we can use it for good, or we can control the situation mm -hmm. spiritually by getting on our knees, you know, and yes. and speaking the word and using our authority. Right. I've seen great success that way. <laughs> Amen. And you don't want you don't want to be in a stressful uh, situation where mm -hmm. uh, it stresses you out so much that it begins to affect you. So you mm -hmm. have to turn it over to God. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, one of the things that I do is um, in situations is that I, I just, I'm, I'm, I always try to be open to the Holy Spirit. And I mm -hmm. found out just a one-liner. Um will bring the situation back under control. For instance, when you have children or uh, relatives that's going at each other and whatever, just the simple fact that you got you have too much stuff that you're believing for to get out of love. And those statements that will make them think about what they're doing. And it's not a statement that will cause more stress where you are concerned. Mm -hmm. It is, mm -hmm. it is a state. It's a, actually a fact. And if you're talking about people that are all, all Christians, then those types of statements 
will make them either stop or and think about what, what was said, uh, or sometimes maybe they get so hot that, but one or the other, whoever's been arguing with each other, whatever, whatever it's going to stop and think and, and realize it's not worth it. Because all of us have something that we're believing God for. And right. your faith does not work when you get out of love. It does mm -hmm. not work. And, you know, so, and just making those kind of statements in a loving way um, and not, you know, not losing it and just, I'm tired of this, whatever the case may be. Um, just giving those, those one-liner things to get, make a person think. What, what happens is, is a lot of people just don't know how to think. They don't know how to go through the thinking process. And um, sometimes you have to make them, you have to ask them questions well, that will um, uh, make them think, make them go to the process and, and make them go through that process. But it, and the only other thing, that natural thing that you really have control over um, is that if they're in your house, then you set rules. Don't come in here talking about what you disagree about. We're at my house now, and this is how we're going to operate in my house. How you operate, and I know it works because I did that with my, my nieces and nephews. Mm -hmm. You know, you can't come in my house just acting any kind of way. This is mm -hmm. how my our house operates, and I am not going to sit here and let you do something that I don't even let my kids do. You know, so, it's, you, know, so you, you can set the rules in your house. And um, when those people see that it's working at your house, you know, maybe they all have the, um, well, you're going to pray and confess and believe that they will have the, um, the uh, be smart enough to realize that they can control themselves. And, uh, and, and it also is a problem because people are in different uh, points, uh, places of growth in their uh, walk with God. So, you know, it's just, you know, sometimes we just have to, those who are, are stronger in the faith and more knowledge in, um, in what's going on and what God requires of us, have to pull those people aside and just, you know, explain to them what's going on. Because they don't, you know, they think that they, especially kids, when they get grown, they think they have a right to have their opinion and you don't have a right to have yours. Well, that's, that's really where all of this is coming from. Is that when I open my mouth, I'm special. You're supposed to agree with what I say. Oh, they're not necessarily going to agree. He didn't say we not we had to agree on everything. He said we had to walk in love. And uh, walking in love means that we have to decide what uh, we're going to um, uh, waste our time on. Actually, you know what you I like to say. One uh, one of the ways I say it is that you have to choose. Choose your fights. If you're talking to your husband, I mean, you know, men can say some stupid things. And they say the same thing about us. We can say some stupid things. So, well, I'm talking to women right now. But and men can say some stupid things. Well, you choose what you're going to reply, reply to and what you're just going to let out there and let him just say his, have his say. Because sometimes if you let them talk, they'll realize how stupid they sound. <laughs> um. And so sometimes you just have to, um, you know, decide, pick your fights. Sometimes it's sometimes most things that we fight with aren't even fight about aren't even worth it. You know, if I say it's Monday and he's, my husband says it's Tuesday, why would I fight with him about that? Okay, if it's Tuesday, if you think it's Tuesday, then fine.
but and you know just look at the calendar but <laughs> and leave it alone i'm not gonna stand there and say it and and fight about that and sometimes we do that we we end up fighting about things so you can help by uh, bringing things to uh, asking questions will also help but just ask the questions okay what do what are you all upset about now and they don't even know sometimes they won't even know they were just taking up the fight from the last time but they don't remember what they were fighting about so those are things that make people think but the biggest thing is is your confessions that you're having in your prayer life about this situation is is um, is what you can do because they they have to they have to grow up all right the next question is i'm in a trustless marriage we have been to counseling together and separately numerous times i am a prayer warrior he has not tried to rebuild trust after infidelity lies impure motives evil intentions secrets and breaches of privacy what should i do you have to get on your knees and pray and let God handle it. You have to be the best wife that you can possibly be, regardless to what he does or does not do. First uh, Peter uh, chapter 3 tells us what our duty is as wives, and that it tells, tells us that the man can be won by our conversation, and that word conversation means our lifestyle, how we live a life in front of him. And then God tells us to respect him and admire him and all the things that he tells us to do. But what I don't find in that scripture, I do not find God saying that we have to do this if he deserves it. God says this, that he tells us we have to love him and respect him, period. Um, our husbands, period. So I would do, I would look at this as doing what God told you to do, satisfy God completely, and let God handle your husband. Um, continue praying. You know, sometimes I tell women, you have to buy you some knee pads because you might be down there a little longer than you think. <laughs> um, That's right. Right. And so if you have to, what you have to do is you have to do everything the word requires of, of you because you're the one who walked up the aisle and said, I do. And let God deal with him. God loves you so much that he will correct that situation. And what that, what that scripture actually says to me is that if I have a, a problem in any area with my husband, no matter what the problem is, if I respect him and I love him and I live the lifestyle of faith in front of him, God requires himself to step in into that situation and fix it. That's what it means to me. So you need to meditate on that passage of scripture till you get to the place that you know, that you know, that God is going to handle this for you. And don't try to fix it yourself. Fix yourself. Make sure you got get your attitude right because if, if you're in a situation like that, then you're going to have all kind of thoughts that the enemy is throwing at you and whatever. So you work on you and let God work on him. Trina. I could not agree more. That is so good and it's it's advice that is uh, based on the word and it's proven to work, whether Christians are, whether you're Christian or not Christian. Mm -hmm. I mean, you just have to honor, respect uh, the order that God put the family. You know, Jesus is the head. 
over mm-hmm. the whole family. Then the, the husband is the head in the marriage, mm-hmm. not the woman. <laughs> and the, then we are like the neck. We mm-hmm. can help to turn the head. So like uh, you said, prayer, getting our hearts right, uh, casting these cares on the Lord, mm-hmm. uh, let blood work in us, uh, humbling ourselves. Uh, whenever I've had trouble and everybody's always confronted, you know, in a marriage, it takes two people to make yes. it. And I've always gone back with any difficulty Mark and I have ever had back to Ephesians, the fifth chapter and first Peter three. Mm-hmm. And I just think this is, this is how a marriage will work, how yes. husband functions and how wife functions. And a lot of times I think we go into marriage thinking, okay, I'm going to fix this man up the way I want him to be. And that's exactly the thing that will turn him away. Right. And uh, cause him to run to somebody else or uh, be like, there's lies, impure motives, these kinds of things you're seeing. But uh, like you said, humble ourselves, get down on our knees, say, Lord, work in me. Yes. Uh, I'm putting my husband in your hands and I'm going to pray for him. And uh, man, it takes a lot of discipline to yeah. close this mouth up, you know, because mm-hmm. it can be right there. And if you've been thinking about it, the moment they walk in the door, you're, ah, you know, and it's just, they just want to leave. And right. you get the opposite result. But when we pray, we get the mind of God. I've never ceased to, to be amazed how that when I pray specifically, according to Philippians mm-hmm. 4, you know, quit worrying, quit being yes. full of anxiety, cast this care on the Lord, pray specific prayers for my husband. How are you praying? Are you praying for your husband? Uh, Ephesians 3, uh, 3 prayers, a powerful prayer. Yes. Ask God to strengthen him with mighty power. You know, ask God to root him in the love of God. And as you begin to pray, you get on God's side. The devil is against your marriage. He wants to kill it, destroy it, and defeat you. And that has a chain reaction to your children mm-hmm. and all your relationships. So your marriage is very, very valuable and, and important to so many people. And God is on your side. There is an answer. There is more grace when yes. you pray. And he gives you grace to forgive. He gives you grace to just be happy when your husband comes in the door. Yes. <laughs> he wants to see a happy wife, you know. And you reflect Jesus to your husband. And that's the grace of God. And he will be won over without, you know, our yeah. talking or reminding or whatever. <laughs> It can happen, and it's most—it's worth all the effort that it mm-hmm. takes. So prayer is first, right? Amen. And the um, the other thing that we need to remember too is that when anybody, especially in a marriage, but anybody that uh, steps out of the word and sins, once they repent of that to God, and God forgives them and throws it into the mm-hmm. sea of forgiveness, of forgiveness, then that is under the blood. It should not be addressed anymore. 
Mm-mm. And I know women, we have a bad habit of trying to uh, pull things up from the past that's already been forgiven and throw it back. You're wrong if you're doing that. Stop it. You know, if he's already repented of that, and uh, yes. what, then we need to stop, stop bringing it up. And for instance, if, if that is the problem that you have, and he's already repented, then your question should have been, I have a challenge forgiving him or forgetting. And then we can handle that a whole different way. But, uh, you know, you have to just say, just tell the devil when he brings it up to you, and that's under the blood. I'm not that's even going right. to talk about that. I'm not going to entertain that thought that's under the blood. That's and right. that I trust God to do what he needs to do in order for my marriage to get better. That's right. And, um, and just try to leave it to God. But don't, don't pull stuff out of the past just because you get angry about something. Uh, don't do that. That's wrong. And um, that's not going to help your marriage get stronger at all. Um, it, it attacks the man's ego because he'll stop trying. Especially if every time, every time there's a disagreement, you bring up the past. Well, he's going to stop trying. Because he's going to say, what, you know, what else can I do? And if he stops trying, then, you have a, then, then you're going to really have a problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if that praying, asking God, and, ask, and also it's adding that um, the eyes of this understanding are continually enlightened. You should be praying that over you and him. Because we never, none of us get the full light. We all need to be further enlightening of the, of the spirit and of the word. Where we, um, where we are concerned. So yes. uh, we appreciate you asking the question because uh, that shows that you're concerned about your marriage, which you should be, but you don't have to be up, really uptight about it. Give it over to God. Do what God quite requires of you and then let God continue with what he needs to do where your husband is concerned. And stay filled with the Holy Spirit. Yes. Speak to yourself, sing, make melody right. in your heart. Uh, you know, pray in the Holy Ghost and mm-hmm. uh, build yourself up on your most holy faith. So establish your establish your imagination upon the Word of God. What can you? As, what does a godly marriage look like? Mm-hmm. And use your faith. We know yes. about faith. Mm-hmm. So create in your imagination your home and your marriage being the way God says it should to be. And, you know, one of the things I do is going through Ephesians, the fifth chapter, and First Peter 3, I say these things about my husband, and I have for years, that my husband loves me like Christ loves the church, mm-hmm. and he gave himself for it. He is, he washes me. He wants me to be beautiful. He clothes me. You know, all these things mm-hmm. that Jesus does for the church is yes. the same about a husband doing for his wife, a godly husband. So use your faith Mm -hmm. and create that image. And so when you see him, you don't see all that past and you see all those mistakes and all that. And you're not like the devil being the accuser, but we're like, Jesus, we're full of faith and full of love. And you'll be somebody he wants to come home to. Yes. You'll be somebody he wants to be with. Yes. Yeah. And then, you know, again, calling those things to be not as though they were. Mm-hmm. 
Right now you're calling those things that be as though they were. Start mm-hmm. calling them as the way you want them to be, not the way they are. Mm-hmm. And that's that's what's, uh, speaking in, spa- in, in faith, finding out what the Word of God says yeah. about your marriage and confessing that over your marriage. And uh, watch it happen. Watch it happen. <laughs> it will. Yes, it will. <laughs> Amen. Uh, next question. I've been praying for my husband and honoring him as best I know how. But what can I do to encourage my husband to grow in his relationship with the Lord? So we're going to take you right back to 1 Peter chapter 3. I'll find out what God wants you to do do for your husband. And you do that and you live the lifestyle of faith in front of him. And, and um, instead, of don't, don't try to preach at him. Because you're not his God, you're his wife. Let God handle that. Uh, you be the wife that God has called you to be for him. And, you know, don't let nobody try to tell you what you're supposed to be doing. You know, or what you're not supposed to do. You get that from your, for yourself from the word of God. You go to the word of God. And, you know, one of the, one of the things I believe that is a major problem with um, some of these things and some of the reason why we ask some of the questions that we, do, that we do is because we don't know how important we are to God. We don't understand how God sees us. And if you, because, you know, if you have someone that's constantly telling you opt, uh, 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 negative things about you and whatever, it doesn't matter to you because you know who you are. And if you know who you are, it, it could hurt that they would say that about you. But that means, you know, I've been in a situation where I'm like, um, why would you even say that? I don't, that ain't even me. And you know me, that's not me. Mm-hmm. But even though I get upset like that, I, ne- I don't get to the point where I just let them, I get stressed out or upset because I know who, who I am. I know what God has said about me. And as long as I know that I am doing my best to be what God made me to be, then you can't tell me that I'm not fearfully and wonderfully made. I'm not, you can't tell me that because God already told me I am and let God be true and every man a liar. Uh, so I know that about me. I know how special I am to God. And if you don't know how special I am, then that's on you. Because you're not going to make me feel worse because you don't see me the way God sees me. That's not going to happen. And that's what we got to. We have to get to the place where we know what God says about us. We know who God has made us to be, and we strive to be everything that God has told us to be. And once we have, have gotten to the place where we know that we are working on being the best that we can be, we know that God is happy with us, and anybody that matters will be happy. Don't worry about the rest of the folks. That's right. That's right. Um, as you, if you say here in this question, you've been praying for your husband. Mm-hmm. Um, don't pray doubtless prayers. Yes. Pray faith-filled prayers mm-hmm. based upon the Word of God. Again, go back to the Word. Uh, write down exactly the way God sees him, the way a true, a good husband, a godly man is. And yes. don't compare him uh, when you see him. Don't compare him to, oh, brother so-and-so or pastor right. whatever and don't say those things and you should be coming to this meeting with me. And, mm-hmm. But we, we pray about that. And then 
when we're with them, we're positive, we're affectionate, we're respectful, we honor them, we brag on them. And what does that do? That makes them want to do what you want to do. Yes. And so it really, it just builds. Sometimes I look at my husband, you know, I say, God, he's your boy. Mm-hmm. He's your man. Uh, you work on him. Mm-hmm. And, and I see him begin looking at him the way God looks at him. Yes. And I know that the good work God has begun in him, he will finish. And probably one of the things that I could do in the natural to make my husband not want to read his Bible, <laughs> or mm-hmm. not want to pray, or do what I think is spiritual, is to tell him that he needs to do that. Yeah. Because then... To him, I sound like his mother. Mm-hmm. You don't want to sound like his mother or his teacher or something. But remember who we are, where that's neck right here. And this is the line of authority yeah. that God set up in the family. And if we will honor him, and I go back to Ephesians 5 and say, oh, he's like, Jesus, you're, he's a man of God, you know. You're working in him, and I trust you, Lord. Here it is, your prayer life again, mm-hmm. to give him wisdom. I trust you to speak to him and, and give him favor, you know, mm-hmm. and as different specific situations. What am I doing? I'm going back to being this godly wife, like yes. Sarah, that's full of faith, that even though Abraham, you know, he was saying, pack up your tent, here we go, you know, she didn't go, you crazy? You know, what do you think you're doing? You know, mm-hmm. how could we do that? No, she respected him. And says, yeah. She called him Lord. And she followed his guidance. And she was at peace. Yes. Not anxious, not all upset, throwing things or whatever, saying whatever. She wasn't in fear. She was in faith. So uh, if we treat our husbands in faith, God's working. God's working. I'm confident He's working. Well, then that changes our whole expression. And you become somebody He wants to be with. Right. And follow the church. Tune in next week for part two of this episode of Woman to Woman. questions you've had about dating, marriage, and friendships have gone unanswered, this book will put these questions to rest and put you on solid ground in your interpersonal relationships. Do you want to learn how to navigate successfully through life's changing seasons with its crossroads and uncharted waters? Find the information you need for a happy journey in establishing godly relationships through marriage and family. Order your copy today.